Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. Okay, picture this. I'm walking off stage after my first speaking engagement in my new position with a company. I am feeling great, and I saw what I shared made an impact as the audience laughed and nodded and applauded. And as I got back to my seat, I am met with a glare from my new supervisor with this comment. The next time you're in front of the field, don't tell any more of your stories. All you salespeople like to do is talk about yourselves. What kind of impact can there be in storytelling? Now, I thought storytelling was both valuable and empowering. She had a different agenda. Well, you can imagine how quickly the air was sucked out of my balloon. Here, I thought I was sharing concrete examples in the form of stories with the field. After all, I had been there and done that, and who better to give them ways to be successful than someone who had been there and done that? And I thought it would give them a sense of empowerment to go out there and do what needed to be done in a way that actually worked. But that wasn't the case, at least until the surveys came back and every single one asked that I tell more stories about my life as an insurance producer and how I went from knowing zero to being at the top. The truth is that with or without the survey results, although I didn't realize I would inspire, motivate, empower, and teach, I wouldn't have changed anything that I shared with 4,000 producers. Now, if only someone would have done that when I had started, it might have been a slightly different journey. Stories and empowerment, a winning combination. Now, stories are for sharing whether they're a fairy tale or a learning experience. Stories are powerful, and we wait to see what happens when we turn the page or get to the next volume in a series or see how we're doing in our own journey to success. And stories are all around us. Everyone has a story and every situation is a story. 
We always hear that our stories can be a great book, but in truth, a story doesn't have to become a bestseller. Sometimes simply telling the story creates a movement or encourages people to do something, or it can be a way for us to be able to just move forward. But stories are the way to connect with people, whether one-on-one or in a crowd of thousands. Let's not forget that our brains are wired to remember them. The brain chooses the information it wants from that story and remembers that information because of the emotional connection. Humans are both scientific and artistic beings, and we use the left and right side of the brain, so we function and respond to both when it comes to storytelling. And since we have the power to change us in such a way, we simply don't forget a great story. Sometimes those great stories are very personal in nature, and as they're being told, both the storyteller and the audience are hanging on to every word. And that can be in the written form as in a book, listening to an audible version, or hearing it firsthand. Now, as an author, I share many stories that will solidify a point or make you think, learn, laugh, or create an emotion. For me personally, it's easier than other things to do. I love to tell stories. But what happens when your story is told in front of a live audience and you wonder, how did you get there? More importantly, why? Now, many people want to be a TEDx speaker. After all, it's an amazing way to get your story out. So when I first applied to be one, I wasn't selected. And I was just fine with that. It wasn't my time or my theme or whatever story I told myself, and I moved forward. The following year, I applied again, and this time I was selected. I was so excited until I realized that the theme, outside the lines, begged for me to tell my story. So as I was putting together my notes, I realized two things. Number one, I had never told that story out loud before. Number two, I couldn't get through it without crying. So at that moment, I wondered, what was I thinking to even apply? So rather than go through the entire story, you can go and watch it for yourself. It's called The Greatest Missed Opportunity, and it's on YouTube. That's the storytelling channel of all time. So how do you tell a story? Ask yourself, who's in the audience and what is your ultimate goal? Is it inspiration or is it a learning opportunity or is it to connect with the people in the audience or on a more intimate level? Do you want to empower, impact, or create an environment for greatness to begin? Whatever your goal is, here are some steps to make it happen. Number one, you must be interesting. Think about it. The attention span of humans is maybe a minute or two. You can make them stay interested if you give them something that's of interest to them. Their emotions must be stirred and you must create that experience. So at one point during my TEDx talk, I could hear gasps in the audience and I knew they were right there with me. The second is you have to paint a picture so that they have a visual in their mind. Describe the scene in detail so they can see what you're talking about. Use words that they can see instead of words that are abstract. Your goal is to make a connection with them and make them feel it. Use words that draw them in so they're there with you. The third is tell the story because now it's time what they want to hear that story. So start slowly and build up so there's some excitement for them and then take it down again. Whether there's drama or romance or challenges or any number of situations, you have to let your audience experience it with you so that there's a bond between the two of you. Now, when you watch my TED Talk, you will see the peaks and the valleys that you will actually experience and you want the outcome to be one way and aren't sure exactly how it's going to end. The next step is get them involved in the story so that you not only have gotten their attention, but you're holding it. You want to keep the experience that they're feeling going on and on and on. And you want them to feel like they're part of the conversation that's happening in front of you. Will you be rooting for the storyteller or holding your breath until you know the outcome? And finally, what was created? A relationship. You've connected with someone or hundreds of someone's on a special level. You've found the way to tap into their imagination, their interests, and gotten them involved. People will be inspired, motivated, empowered, shocked, or excited, but something will happen. I had so many people tell me and email me and text me that they had a similar experience and simply wanted to talk about it. Stories are a way of connecting and teaching. People remember stories more than they remember statistics. So don't be afraid to share your story. Someone in the audience is there to hear it. 
even if it's just one person that you touch. Remember, there are two ways to share knowledge. You can push information out or you can pull them in with your story. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. When we come back, you'll hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about empowerment. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales-savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense, glass-half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Okay, time for my guest, Amy Evans. Oh my goodness, hold on to your seats. She's an entrepreneur who's passionate about helping women step into their power and their agency in business and relationships. She's the founder of Align Women, a leadership and networking organization for professional women and the host of the Align Women podcast. She's also the president of Calibri Insurance Services, a boutique insurance agency that simplifies employee benefits for employers in Southern California. And she also uses her expertise in the health insurance industry and the health insurance broker market to consult on a variety of projects. Amy's an active member of the National Association of Health Underwriters and a regular speaker at insurance industry events. She's an enthusiastic social media user, and you can find her engaging regularly on a variety of topics, including legislative issues agency management, entrepreneurship, social media strategies, women's empowerment, communication, and relationships. So welcome to the show, Amy. I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you, Judy. I am very happy to be here. Excellent. So let's start with the discussion of the day, empowerment and adding stories to that. What do you think when you hear about that? Oh, goodness. Empowerment is my favorite word. And it's something that I hope that I can bring to people when I'm telling my stories. I am driven by making an impact. And that is a a recent realization after having been in sales for 20 plus years and having gone through many, many, many sales training processes and goal setting processes. I'm sure you are very familiar with those since we both have come from insurance Mm -hmm. sales backgrounds. And those are always focused on numbers and particularly on money. And those processes never resonated with me. And I went through another similar goal setting process recently, and it had the same tone and the same flavor, and I just wasn't connecting with it. And finally, I went, aha, it's not about the money at all for me. It's actually about the impact that I make when I'm interacting with other people. And if someone can walk away from something that I've shared or taught or a story that I've told feeling empowered, that's the best kind of impact I think that I can have. And 
I was listening to you talk about the power of you telling your personal story and having a, a memory of being invited last year to speak at an event that was put on for women in the insurance industry. And it was the first of its kind event called the Women's Leadership Summit. And it was hosted by the California Association of Health Underwriters, which is part of our National Association of Health Underwriters. And it was for women all over the country. A lot of us from California came since that was the hosting organization. And they invited me to speak. And it was the first time that I had ever been on stage speaking in front of a lot of people who knew me and telling a personal story that they had never heard. Yeah, they were. And what I mean is, telling my personal story for the first time from stage. People were used to seeing me speaking about sales uh, skills, about social media skills. I was certainly comfortable being on stage, but had never had the opportunity or was willing to take the opportunity to tell a very, very personal story about me, about growing up, about limiting beliefs. And that was really the theme of the talk was overcoming limiting beliefs. And in order to share the way that I did that, I had to share where I came from. And that was a very personal and very empowering experience for me. And it sounds like like you, I had a lot of people afterwards sharing with me how much that impacted them. And that was really, really meaningful for me and made me willing to do it again. And I'll be a speaker again at that event when it happens in 2021. And I've already had my own personal come to Jesus meeting that there were lots of things I didn't share that I'm willing to share now. So I'm looking forward to being able to have that opportunity when that event comes around again next year. It's interesting that you, you know, you say that because one of the things that I realized is I did tell my story and I did give almost all the the events leading up to it and what had happened and whatever. But what I had to do and actually to get through it was I had to change the pronoun. I couldn't talk about me because every time I would practice and I'd start to talk about me, I could not get through it. So I changed it to somebody I knew. At the very end, I do say it's me, but I couldn't yeah. do it because you know as well as I do when it's something that's so personal and that's so you know, unnerving, it's hard. But now when I talk about it, because I do tell the story, at least I don't burst into tears. Now I could get through it and talk about it because I do think that impacting people and empowering people is a major result of it. So how do you know when you've impacted somebody? That's such a beautiful question. I have known for a very long time that the response that I get that touches me the most and that I feel so deeply in my body, in my psyche, in my soul is when someone says, wow, you explained something to me in a way that I hadn't seen it before, or I have a tool now that I didn't have before Mm -hmm. that's going to help me. And it's one-on-one interactions with people, either right after I've spoken or even later on when somebody feels compelled to reach out to me. When they share that they've been personally impacted and have, have received something, a new perspective, a sense of, of a shared experience, a new tool, that is the most meaningful thing to me. And that's been true for a long time. I'm wired as a teacher. 
And I always, I, I thought from the time I was about a sophomore in high school that I'd be a, a college professor. And so that sense of presenting something and then having someone reflect back what they got from it has been really ingrained in me. I've noticed that the more I'm willing to step into my own personal story and the more I'm willing to be vulnerable and raw, the more feedback like that I get. Yeah, I would imagine so. And I think people start to really feel like they can have a great relationship with you business-wise because they know you. I mean, you've let them in. And I think that's a big, big part of it. So I do want to talk about the industry very briefly, but financial sure. services is one of the biggest relationship-driven industries and women are the biggest relationship builders. So it should be simple, one plus one equals two, and it's not. And you and I both know because we came through the industry. First, I want to know why insurance for you? And second, how can you empower a woman who has actually decided to make this industry her career? Oh, so many good things there. Why insurance for me? I'm an accidental insurance professional like so many of us. I was running a company that was doing online marketing when chat rooms and message boards were the new way to communicate online back in about 2000. I was not aware at that point that I was capable of selling until I put a proposal together, flew to Atlanta and sold our product to Coca-Cola. And it occurred to me after that, that perhaps that meant that sales was something I was capable of. And when I left that company, I decided that pursuing a career in sales was interesting to me. And I wanted to be with a company that had a very strong brand, a very well-respected presence, but that also gave me the freedom to run my own business because I had come from running my own business and wasn't interested in going back and working for somebody. And one of the first companies that reached out to me with a little two-line email that I still have printed out in a folder somewhere was a, a recruiter with Aflac. And she said, hey, we're conducting interviews. Would you be interested? And the time was right and the location wasn't too far away. And I, I did that thing that so many people do. I thought, oh, I'll dust off my resume and, <laughs> and you know, just give it a run. Let's just, let's just run it through and, and get, get comfortable with being in the interview process again. And it had all the right pieces for me. It was commission driven. And I will, I will still say, and I think you've heard me say before, I love commission sales because mm -hmm. to me, there's no glass ceiling. Right. We have the opportunity to create as much income as we want. That is very meaningful to me. It was a, an opportunity with residual commission. And from a, a financial empowerment perspective, I can't stress how valuable that was for me. I started my insurance career in 2003. My residual commissions vested 100% in 2013. I made that commitment to that company for that 10-year period because I understood the value of that. And those residual commissions that continue to come to me on a monthly basis, seven years after I left that company, have gotten me through a divorce and starting up two new businesses. And the empowerment and the freedom that have come from that have been life-changing, literally life-changing. I appreciate the insurance industry for giving me that opportunity. Did you have somebody that empowered you? And if you did not, 
did you take that experience and decide that the next woman that you come in contact with, that you're going to empower her through the industry? Because it's not always the easiest thing. You know that. Commission sales can be really difficult in a lot of ways. And the insurance industry in particular, constantly changing new regulations. It's a really weird business in that you don't have control over your product or the pricing, and it's highly, highly regulated. Mm -hmm. And that puts a lot of borders on what you can do. And no, I did not have somebody in my insurance career initially that I would consider a mentor. When I, when I left Aflac and decided I wanted to learn the business of being a health insurance broker, I did have an amazing mentor when I worked for a large insurance agency who really walked me through what I needed to learn in order to be a successful broker. And I will always be grateful to her for the time that she spent with me. So by the time I got there, yes, but for the 10 years that I was knocking on doors and pounding pavement, literally, and making cold calls, I was figuring it out myself. You said something about women being excellent relationship builders. And I very much agree with that. And I attribute a lot of the success that I've had to being able to not only form relationships, but nurture them. Mm -hmm. And, and I think this word is really, really important. And I will, I will tell you where I got it from. It's not my original thought, but leverage those relationships. Earlier this year, somebody I respect, the president of the National Association of Health Underwriters recommended a book to me called How Women Rise by Sally Helgeson. Mm -hmm. And that book lists 12 habits that women I would say are, are, are socialized to take on, behaviors they're socialized to take on that don't serve them when they are looking to grow in their careers. And it suggests ways to break those habits. And one of the points that she makes is that women are really good at forming relationships and nurturing them, but not so good at leveraging them when it comes to their professional lives. And I think I have been better about that maybe than others. And that has really helped me. And I'm always looking to do that in a triple win scenario. So something that's beneficial to the partner that I'm working with, beneficial to me and beneficial to the client that we are, are, are trying to bring something to. That has served me well. And I've looked to take that experience and those skills and build an organization with Align Women that gives that opportunity to other women. So that is my way of giving back and creating an environment in which I can do that for women specifically so that they can network and learn leadership skills in a way that's resonant with them as opposed to trying to extract those things from more male-dominated organizations. Okay, so you opened up the door. So let's talk about Align Women. <laughs> How did it start? And what is it that women can expect when they're part of this? It started out of my desire to have a networking environment that resonated with me, that I was excited about, that felt like it served my needs and was a comfortable environment. And I wanted to have the opportunity to build my business and help other women build their businesses. I'm always looking to do business with women and find ways to help them grow. And the networking organizations that I was a part of were, I would say, women were not equally represented in terms of the membership or the leadership. Mm -hmm. And the, the structures of the, the meetings were 
dominated by big egos and lots of bluster and getting your 30 second commercial in so that people could understand what you did. And a lot of the business that was going on in those groups was still done outside of the formal meetings on the golf course at the whiskey tastings and in the luxury boxes of professional sports events. And none of those things were things I was interested in participating in. So not only was I not being invited, but had I been invited, that that just wasn't the way I like to build relationships. And so I started a mastermind last year of women who I considered my dream team of networking partners, my dream team of referral partners. So women who were all serving the same types of clients I was in the same general geography and providing similar services that the businesses I was working with could use. So as an employee benefits broker, I wanted to partner with a 401k specialist and a payroll provider and an HR consultant and an IT consultant. And these were all my dream team of people who were having the same kinds of conversations with their clients that I was having with mine. And my belief was that our referrals could be amplified if we were all serving the same types of clients in the same environment. And I ran that mastermind for 12 months. We had lots of success generating revenue for each other. And my focus was always on the revenue. And my belief when I started the mastermind last spring was that I would run it for 12 months. We'd have some success. I'd share it with others. And maybe I'd do that same mastermind cycle, start it up again and and invite more people to join. What I wasn't anticipating when I first started talking about this was that there would be women all over the country who would be interested in this type of networking in this format and that I had tapped into something that was bigger than what I was trying to create for myself and for my business. And so Align Women started as a mastermind and grew into a Facebook community, a newsletter, eventually a podcast. And I've just started the second cycle of that first mastermind. I've started another mastermind that serves a different audience at the same time. And now I have a woman in Orange County, which is south of Los Angeles, who's interested in starting her own Align Women Mastermind for her business in her area. And that's really the vision is that the format that I've created is duplicable and that women who want to build their own masterminds can do so and do it to benefit their businesses and the businesses of the other women that they bring into their circle. So it sounds like it is like a perfect example of networking with intention because you've put together the group with the right people, the right players who become your strategic partners because they complement you, they don't compete with you but it's very intentional how you do that. How important is being intentional? It's the foundation of everything. So our our tagline is networking with intention. And it is one of the pieces that I felt was missing from the other networking that I was doing. So not only did I want all the players to be aligned, which is an important foundation, but I wanted the interactions amongst the players to be very intentional. So the meetings, which we have once a month on Zoom, and they were started on Zoom before we ever got into this lockdown situation. The meetings have a topic and the topics build on each other. And the members get questions related to that topic that they answer during the meetings. 
and the topics and the questions are designed to reveal more about our businesses so that we understand better how to work with each other. And one of the lovely experiences I had in the first cycle of the mastermind was that even in months 10 and 11 and 12, as we had conversations and answered the questions, someone would say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that you did that. Mm -hmm. We've been working together for 10 months and I, I didn't really have my head wrapped around that piece of your business. Tell me more about that. I have a client who could use that. And I think that intentional interaction where we're learning more about what each person's business does is really, really important. It takes it outside of that 30 second commercial where you keep saying the same thing over and over and hoping the people in the room get it to really digging in to what each person's business focuses on, what your specialties are, what your loss leaders are, what your niches are, how you bring in revenue, how you market your business. And also uh, one of the other interesting side benefits that I didn't foresee was that because all of us are from different industries, we've got financial services and business consulting and, and legal, expressing what we do in a way that helps each of those people understand is sometimes not as easy as it seems. I speak insurance, you speak insurance. The attorneys speak law, the payroll people speak payroll. And sometimes it's really helpful to get out of your own bubble and right. have to express what you do in a way that all these other people understand so that your marketing becomes stronger. You know how to express what you do in a way that's more resonant for the other people. And that was a really neat benefit I didn't see coming that has really helped all of us in our marketing. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it, it's very interesting how when you put intentionality into something, how more opportunities show up, more doors are opened because people get it and they're, they're working with you as opposed to being a competitor or somebody you know, that you can't do business with. So I love, love, love that. And I think that's pretty exciting. And it sounds like Align Women has it all going on. <laughs> well, it's growing exponentially. It's really, really exciting. The vision, uh, the next step will be to have a leadership certification so that women who want to go through the process of becoming a networking mastermind leader have a, a format and a certification that they can go through. And then I will work with them and mentor them through the process of running their own mastermind that benefits their business. And I'm excited about that. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart. So the idea of being able to teach and, and mentor women through the Align Women process is really exciting for me. And ultimately, I'd love to have a, a live event in Los Angeles that can be maybe a full day leadership and networking event where women can come and hear speakers and get to meet each other and learn how to network together more intentionally. Because I've talked to a lot of women who have expressed the same thing I was feeling, which is, I put it in air quotes, the traditional way of networking just didn't sit right with them, didn't feel right, didn't feel productive, didn't give them an environment in which they felt they were really understood and comfortable referring to their clients. And I'm trying, I'm building a different way of networking that a lot of women seem to resonate with more. And that's, that's really exciting. And it's going to grow and evolve and do all the things that it's doing. The feedback that I'm getting tells me that I'm on the right track. Awesome. So how can our listeners get connected with you, find out more about 
if they need insurance, but also about Align Women. Sure. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's Amy Evans, which there's probably a lot of us, but my insurance agency is Calibri Insurance Services. So when you see that, you know you found the right person. Align Women has its own page on LinkedIn and you can follow us there. We have a private Facebook group also called Align Women and it's all one word, A-L-I-G-N, capital W-O-M-E-N. So you can search there. Align Women has a webpage. It's alignwomen.org and you can sign up for our newsletter there. And Anyone is welcome to receive the newsletter. And then we have a podcast at alignwomenpodcast.com. And I am excited that the fabulous Judy Hoberman is an upcoming guest on <laughs> the Align Women podcast. So look for that coming out soon. And we've got lots of other really interesting women from all kinds of industries, all kinds of businesses who are doing interesting, empowering, amazing things that I love to share with my audience. That's awesome. Well, Amy, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. I can't wait to share it with you. You've got great information. Obviously, I feel at home because we have the same background and I'm super excited to stay connected and see what our next adventure is together. Me too, Judy. I'm so excited to be in your circle and to learn from you. And I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And I want to leave everyone with this quote from Brene Brown. She said, when we deny the story, it defines us. When we own the story, we can write a brave new ending. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us and remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.